Citizens of the Verse. Today is July 26th, 2952, and welcome to another episode of Citizen Cast. We're a weekly Star Citizen podcast here to discuss what's going on in the game and its development. I'm your host, Way Too Geeky, and tonight, of course, we have our two co hosts, the checkiest of all of us. It's Chekhov. Say hello, Chekhov. Hello, everybody. By the way, did you do anything to the intro? It sounds so much more dramatic. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, who could forget Ziggy Stardust or Siggy Stardust himself, Sigurd <laughs> Olsen. Sigurd, you there? I don't see him. Uh oh. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. Uh, I had my here? head up. I had my head up my fourth point of contact and had it on mute. There so you go. Good. I, I yes. don't see you in here, but okay. <laughs> and as you can probably tell by the abundance of voices, back with us again is Skyguard. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here. <laughs> and the the first time on our show, the ever notorious breaker of orgs, we've got Hamar. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, thank you. Hamar. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I will remind you, this isn't the first time for me. Oh. <laughs> The the, oh, the first well, the, you remember the not first to break time, your not to break your bustle or your bubble but we uh, didn't remember bust. yeah exactly so it, it doesn't really matter I, I I thought about that after I opened my mouth it's like that's really stupid <laughs> when was the what? first time you had a, like a, a two hour dialogue so oh yeah 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 and I didn't really get to talk so I don't I'm I'm okay uh, so it's the first know. time we're hearing your voice uh, well sure. <laughs> at least as the destroyer of uh of uh, orgs, orgs. <laughs> which i have been misrepresented and that's all i'm gonna say he's not the I, destroyer he was the spark that set the fire yeah. that destroyed the orc. i made everybody's layer i would i made everybody's life happier what was that hammer oh i'm sorry i uh i said i made everybody's life happier there you go. <laughs> Lower I, drama. I did, man. Um, yeah. We're all happy now. Yeah. Well, it's good to have everybody on, and it's good to be back. Sorry, everybody. Last week, I just just didn't do it. Um, so it was, just, it was just one of those weeks. Um, anyway, um, you know, what's everybody been up to in the verse? Hamar, have you been in Star Citizen or are you just flying planes these days? Uh, let's see. I went into the PTU about three weeks ago, um, ran around, and then uh, when they announced that they were going to crank it up to 100 people, I went in and uh, for about two hours, I think it was during the morning sometime, nobody else was on. and um, But they had 100 people in there and it was pretty fun. I, w- I will say, even though I didn't actually do anything, I had a. It was very interesting to have uh, more traffic and more people actual around, actually around the uh, stations, and even some of the more remote places that I went, there were people. So it was, uh, it was really interesting. Yeah, it felt populated. Oh yeah, it, it totally. Well, I mean. You're so used to having 40 people in there all the time, and then all of a sudden, you truly do have 100 people um, <laughs> going, you know, uh, flying around, uh, let's see, Microtech. And uh, I was actually seeing a lot of ships, you know, where 
Normally, you'd fly in and out of the space station. You might see one ship, and occasionally two if they were screwing around. But um, uh, that two whole two hours, man, everywhere I went, I, I saw somebody, which was really a fun experience of looking at it that way. I mean, could you imagine what happens when we have server meshing and there's more than 100 people? Yeah, yeah that, well, that'll be Aren't nuts. we supposed to see NPCs in game? You mean I think, I think eventually, ships. I think that's part of the um, economic thing that they were talking about, Quantum? where you actually see the NPC ships flying around. But yeah, you know, I I would keep my expectations to a to something that's you know that's manageable first. You know, let's mm-hmm. see what they can do, and then uh, let them build off. So if they can throw a hundred people in, like they were talking about. I think that's going to be a, a really big game changer on how some of the things we do are going to be changed. Yeah. So are we getting a hundred players in the next pack? Maybe so, they're working on it. Yeah. They, they did post today that given the testing in the PTU, I think it was today or yesterday, given the testing that there was in the PTU, it looks like it's very likely they will increase the server limits. They didn't mm. say to what. That's cool. I'm guessing about 75. Yeah, that's that's the guess is maybe 75, but it could be upwards of 120. Um, that's they've been testing that range essentially in the PTU, and they're not uh, supposedly. I mean, a lot of people were saying it's not really bogging things down because they had so many optimizations yeah. to begin well, with. Did you see Morphologist's video? I haven't. Wa- I've seen. Um, Almost anyone else but his so far. What did he? What did he say, Skyguard? Oh, so he got a hundred people into an eight ninety jump, and oh yeah, it doesn't look like it's out of place. It's amazing. It doesn't look like a clown car. Yeah. Well, that's how you know that's a big ship. <laughs> what What about you, Skyguard? What have you been up to in the verse? Uh, I haven't really been in Star Citizen. I've been keeping in touch and keeping up with the news and reading the com links and all that stuff. But beyond that, I've been playing No Man's Sky and Sniper Ghost Warrior. Nice. Just mainly just waiting for it to drop and awesome. getting ready for vacation. There you go. Where are you going somewhere? Concert in Red Rocks in Colorado. Oh, nice! Uh, in, in game or in real life? I don't think it. I don't think Colorado's <laughs> in game yet. <laughs> Are you gonna take your Carrick? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I, I wish I could take my Corsair and make it visiting it much easier. Right. That's right. There you go. Uh, <clears throat> what about uh, what about you? I haven't been playing much. I, uh, in fact, I I've played only think once in the last. Uh, week and a half um i started having inventory problems just wasn't uh feeling it and i didn't want to reset and i i don't have i have an older solid state drive and it's just not enough to hold the um the ptu and the live environment so Mm. so i just said nah, i'm not gonna do it this time there you go yeah but i've been listening Uh, to others we've had several busy like ohm he's been talking to me about cargo routes and things like that nice 
Yeah. Well, at least I mean, we should have something. We should have something soon. Um, Chekhov, what about you, good yeah. sir? Yeah, PU is empty. I'm there now. And plus, everything is weird. You know, inventory is in triplicate. You don't know which plane to pull. Like, you know, it's just everything is off. Right? There's no point to this anymore. Mm. But in real life, I'm going to Burning Man for the next 30 days. Okay, Are wow. Are you really? No. So no. <laughs> <laughs> say, I'm, I'm a little envious. I'm a little yeah. old, but I'm yeah. a little envious. Yeah, exactly. I thought you meant you maybe it. you were going to join me around the pool because last week I was burning, man. <laughs> <laughs> we could smell you from here. That's right. Make yeah. it. <laughs> uh, I, too, have not really been playing the game. You know what? I actually <laughs> dove back into um, StarCraft II. Oh, playing that choice. for a bit. Um, I forgot how, how much fun it is. Um, it is fun. And you know what? The game still holds up. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, then again, RTSs don't really need to be as graphically intensive. Um, but yeah, it's been fun. And I started watching um, uh, Star Trek, the new one. Oh, it's really good, oh, yeah. isn't it? I do like it a lot, actually. Yeah, it's yep. great. Yeah, It's quite good. Awesome. So, uh, this past, well, not this past week, but two weeks ago, when what we should have reported last week, uh, we didn't have an ISC still. It was in hiatus. But um, Star Citizen Live was with Todd Pappy, who is <coughs> the design director at Foundry 42 and CIG. Mm-hmm. And he was talking all about 317.2. Um, so just some of the some of the points that he made during the episode that came up. Well, first and foremost, he's moving from uh, Frankfurt to Manchester, so that's kind of interesting to have him closer to all the other leads. But um, he talked about the newest derelicts, how they open up a lot of dynamic options and, and new mission content that can come up. Um, he did say that when salvage does come online, they won't be salvageable. Because uh, it wouldn't make much sense. Uh, he confirmed that the double hot dog doesn't currently provide any benefits over a single hot dog, but that he'll have his team look at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm pretty I mean, sure that's another priority. <laughs> yeah, we have some good time on that no, one. No, actually, there was a priority for him. Twice the serious. protein. <laughs> um <laughs> He confirmed what we've heard a thousand times so far. Of course, the main focus is Squadron 42, but uh, it's not just Montreal working on the PU. They've got the PU teams working on hole scraping. We've got content creating points of interest like the derelicts. we got the EU PU team working on Pyro to make that real. Um, so there are more teams, even though Squadron is, is the priority. Uh, the inventory, inventory system is far from its final state and will continue to be optimized in a lot of different ways, including things like move all. Um, Todd Store wants to all fit, or move all? I think it was. I, I think it's all those things, you know. Oh, okay. I, I'm not talking about the store all box. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been cool. Uh, Todd wants to fix crates that incorrectly spawn. 
for missions. Quanta is currently the main driver for service beacons. Um, eventually, they will put in place a filter for the notification system so you don't get every notification under the sun. Night vision is possible, but if it's going to be added, it will be later. Um, Todd confirmed that no additional major balancing efforts have happened when it comes to, I think he was talking about vehicles. Um, the Banu Cube that they've been launching at Star Bar Citizens uh, has no purpose. It's aesthetic and ha will likely have some lore associated with it. And uh, they do also deeply care about people who get into combat and log before they can uh, get killed. It's an issue that they want to uh, fix in some way, maybe a timer as a penalty or something of a similar ilk. Um, so yeah, that those are most of the updates. Hey, Mar, what were your thoughts on that episode? Did you catch it at all? Um, I watched a little bit of it, and to be honest with you, uh, I didn't, I didn't catch all of it. Yeah, I. It seems like everything they were talking about was or logical steps. Mm -hmm. You know, if you start looking at it in a bigger picture, you know, all the little things they're doing. Some of them are really nice. You know, um, it's a matter to see what they produce. And you know, I I think this next patch we see is going to be um, interesting. I I think there's you know they're historically have. Uh, dropped extra little things in that they don't advertise. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of what you're going to see, even though they're talking about that. I think how it's going to work is going to be a surprise for all of us. You saying yeah. it's going to be an Easter egg hunt? Well, I mean, you know, I think a little bit of everything, to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, I mean, even even you look the the server counts are a pleasant surprise that we were not expecting because, right. you know, that just it didn't seem like it was going to be a thing. But since it's been running so well, as long as they don't screw something up, we should be good. Uh, Skyguard, what about you? In terms of watching it, I watched it, but I don't remember particularly anything. Yeah. Um, I mean, they kind of all blurred together. Um, it was informative, but it's mostly everything they've been saying and the other stuff and mm -hmm. online anyways, so it's not like there was much of anything new. Yeah. Very, very true. Um, Seagard, did you catch the episode? Yeah, I did. I, get, I caught a major chunk of it, and then I had to stop. But, major um, chunk? Yep. I, you know, for me, I got the impression... Um, you know, they're definitely pushing a uh, you know piece of plywood sideways into the wind, um, but they're they're making progress, and I really get the feeling um, that seventeen point two is going to be like a massive change over what it's going to be much more impactful than past patches. I mean, th I think it's going to be significant. I, I I agree totally, dude. I mean, just just so if you go to the, having gone to the PTU and then coming back to the PU, the the nuances of some of the things uh, are definitely there. So I, I I think people will be happily surprised. You know, yeah. I find the PTU always feels just a little bit more polished than the PU, even with all the bugs. <laughs> yeah. 
I think we're still going to get some bugs out of the gate. There's no doubt about that. Of course. Yeah, but I think, you know, three weeks in, we'll be going, wow, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just I'm the, just... Uh, oh, pardon me. Oh, no, go right ahead. Just having reinforcements be able to come in at all will be really shake stuff up. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see, cause I, and I don't know if, if I just don't happen to know this answer or if it, if it, no one knows is how, how often they'll be playing the, or the siege of Orison. Cause I hope it's frequently. Yeah. I, it'd be really cool if it was constant, you know, just one of those things you could go do. Yeah. Kind of like an ongoing battle, you know, I, I, I don't think that they're going to do that. I, honestly, I, I don't either, to be honest with you. I honestly believe that it'll probably be once a month or once every two weeks for like three to four days, um, just like the other scenarios they have. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I, I think they're very conscious of the fact that they don't want those things to become boring and nobody to show up. Right. So, I mean, that's the problem with if you have something like that going constantly. Um at some point we all, you know, hey, I'd rather just go do a bunker mission, you know, and get right. my twenty minutes in instead of waste yep. my time. So I think realistically, once a month, uh you'll see you know, the nine tails and you'll see you'll see the the interdiction right. mission that they did where they took over a uh an area and then you'll see the uh Orson one and the the third one that they have that we do occasionally. Right. Right. Um, and I, I would like to see those staggered at a month a piece, not like, you know, one every three months. Right. right. Yeah. But like they run one, one weekend and then the next weekend they might run the other one. And then the next weekend they might run the next one and then give a yeah. week off and then do it again. Yep. Yeah. I think that's cool. I think that'll be good. What'll be interesting is I, I have a weird feeling that they'll eventually connect Siege of Orison with the Nine Tails lockdown in almost like a a triggered sequence once right. they make it truly dynamic instead of a triggered mission. Oh, definitely. Because, you know, it's sort of like, oh, the Nine Tails are getting out of control in Stanton again because something with the economy is happening. But I, I have a feeling the thing that'll be challenging is they, it almost seems like triggering something like that is, should have some sort of impact on the economy. So what will it be like bullet, <laughs> bullet production <laughs> or, you know, this, obviously the, the nine tails lockdown will, will actually have some, something to do with our supply chain. Right. I would but, think water, you know, well, we could speculate all night, but yeah. 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 It's speculation, but, you know, the luxury goods for the uh, Orson people, you know, heaven forbid mm-hmm. they don't have their uh, their DeSante water from, uh, yeah. you know, Garbage so, Springs, wherever it's from. All right. So here's a Again, question for you. They can't wear clothes anymore. Here's a, here's a question for you. Who's more fashionable? Microtech, New Babbage, or Orison? Fashionable? I think, I think New yeah, Babbage. Yeah, you know, like the aesthetics. I mean, um, you, you mean in terms of looking good or in the terms of nebulous fashion? 
well, overall, the aesthetic <laughs> and the fashion of the people. I know fashion's not something you're into. It's the loincloth thing for you. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll just take a spacesuit. I think Orson is okay. I like it a lot. I think it's really cool. But yeah, I, I, you know, I think New Babbage is like the hip place to hang out. They got yeah. skiing. They got sporty outdoors things to do. And so you're saying it's San Francisco? No. no. I think it's more like it's more like Boulder or um, Aspen. Aspen, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what. I think. Or the Alps. Well, I think the Alps. people, the people are like, like in Silicon Valley for sure. Yeah. No, that's more microtech. That's what we we're. Oh, you? We, yeah, that's what we're talking about. That's what we we're talking New about. Orison. New Babbage. Uh, New Babbage. Yeah, Orison is kind of like a. It's I, like a, I, a shipyard town. It's got some good technology, very cool stuff. But I, I got to okay. back up Skyguard here for a minute. I mean, I, I wasn't really prepared for a uh, fashion uh, <laughs> uh, critique <laughs> on either one of the systems. I mean, sure. this is a new one for me. It's uh, it's good. I'm, I'm expanding. Yeah, that's right. Well, we that's know right. how much Seaguard loves to shop, so I do. <laughs> He's, he's had ample amounts of time to see the fashions. What's really ticking me off is I'm going to have to go all the way back down there and get my Crusader <laughs> overalls so I can fly around in my CG, my Crusader hat, my overall, my boots. Yeah, it's that's slick looking. Slick looking. You might as well get a plushie while you're at it, too. I have a plushie. <laughs> You'll excuse me just for a moment. You know, single dad. You're right back. Yes. So... On a more serious note, do we think they're going to wipe again 18? Definitely. Is 18 getting away? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Why? I don't see how they avoid it. But why, what is, and, what and, unless, unless it's really stable and people don't have really ridiculous amounts of AUVC, they're going to wipe. Right, but why? why would they? In other words, it's, it's not just salvage, cargo. It's, it's just an ND streaming. It's physicalized cargo. It's physicalized cargo, especially with the excuse me loading times, will completely change how we do basically business. So I, mean, I don't know. Obviously, it's speculation. I would say if they don't wipe for three eighteen, they definitely will for four Oh yeah, four point oh yeah. Yeah, I don't. I'm. I'm not convinced. Three eighteen. Cargo, the you know the big cargo refactoring is a big deal for sure, but that involves physical viewing of items and how they place out on their display screen for stacking and packing things. Well, in. But your inventory and your number of ships, I don't think will be changed, and I don't think it, your money will have to be impacted either. Right. It might it might still have something to do with persistence though, because remember persistence is coming in three eighteen yeah. or at least a portion of it, and so mm-hmm. they might have to wipe like they might not have the entity graph. Yeah, you're right. Like they might want it to be clean. I don't know. Yeah, this I is bet why you I never, keep your money. I get a lot of money. This is the reason I never make a lot of money. I just and I never upgrade anything. I just kind of fly. That's funny because in my real life, I feel like sometimes I'm going through money wipes. 
It's like, oh, you just got a big commission check, Geeky. And all of a sudden it's like, wait, where'd that go? What did I do? That's right. No, 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 no. It's a, it, there's just a whole bunch of in-game money things that pop up. Yeah. Yeah, it's called a bar. It's the U.S. taxes. <laughs> well, the taxes sink it before I get it, but it's right. the, uh, the expensive cocktail bars I like to go to, because I'm way too bougie, um, don't help either. That's right. Ooh, or, or like all of a sudden I feel like just treating everybody. Oh, I got it. I'll pay for dinner. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, I paid for dinner all right. Five hundred dollars later. That's right. right. What's right? Somebody's wedding. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, it's like in in New York right now. It's Restaurant Week, which is for some reason a month, not a week. Ooh, um, <laughs> so which is fine. As a week. I, uh, I just don't know why they don't change it to Restaurant Month, but you know it becomes real quick. Um, you know, you're like, oh, let me. Let me try this restaurant and this restaurant and this restaurant. It's only going to cost me sixty dollars, except for the, you know, bottle of wine you buy or, you know, the the plethora of cocktails. So, always got to watch. Is the food at least good? Oh yeah. I mean, of course. I miss the restaurant. I don't know. You can you can eat some at some expensive places that don't serve good food. Uh, not uh, here because they won't survive. Yeah, New York is way too competitive for that. Yeah, uh, great restaurants go out of business, so it's it's hard. Like I let have me, this. Oh, go ahead, check out. No, I was gonna say. Let me put it to you this way: There's uh, on Fifty Fourth Street and I think what Sixth Avenue. There's a cart that serves chicken and rice. There's a line around the corner. Any time of day or night. Uh, I mean, talking about that better be food. good chicken and rice. Oh, it it's is the best. <laughs> yeah, it's you can always tell if you see a line for a cart or a or a truck, it's the best one. Like there's this Italian uh, sub truck on my street where I work, um, and I work like right near Bryant Park, and it's like. Always, you see like 15, 20 people waiting in for it. And I'm like, I bet you these are some of the best sandwiches in the city. <laughs> but I you just know, don't I, have the time to wait. You know, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a city dweller. I, they kind of make me uncomfortable, but I can't, I can't feel the rhythm. I'm more of a country boy or suburban boy. But I can remember going to D.C. And the thing I miss about cities is going there in the morning and going by a fast grill breakfast place. And just like everyone's kind of stacked up in the doorway out in the side with numbers. And it's like, what do you want? You know, two fried over, you know, easy, some cheese, some hash browns and a coffee. And, and you know, next thing you know, it comes out on the styrofoam tray. It's hot. It's freaking amazing. It's got toast. And I just miss that. That's one thing I miss. Well, that's like the, the beauty of the bodega breakfast right. sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. And check up. Brought in some bagels when I was up in New Jersey that were uh, freaking amazing. For a long, long yeah. time. But I'm on yeah, the wrong yeah. side of the continent for that. Yeah. Jersey bagels are the best. Yeah, I, Jersey I know it's controversial to say, but they are. It is. It is. <laughs> and, and, I prob- and I brought in the best <laughs> Jersey bagel. 
out of all the Jersey bagels. You did. You really did. They were good. They were really good. All right. How do now, we, how do we get from Star Citizen to <laughs> to, to food. It's always about food. I think we're well, kind of in a holding pattern for Haymarket. It's all uh, yeah. yeah. I'm here, I'm back. I'm sorry. I was going to say that I'm from the south, dude. So I get my bagels from uh, like Publix or something. Yeah, I had, I had never had hot Why? sauce until I went to military. As a northern guy, I had never had hot sauce until oh, I went to the military, and I was like. First time the guy just told me, I go, what is this? This little bottle. He goes, just pour it on your eggs. Shut up. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it was freaking great. <laughs> I think I went to boot camp. With, Did uh, you go running for a glass of milk? Sauce. No, no. It just, it just got oh. used to it. Right. Uh, Sorry, great. Hammer. We're coming in kind of suffer. I'm having a hard time hearing you. Yeah. All right. So we decided, we decided that it's a uh, new Babbage. So, and, uh, New New Jersey New Jersey bagels. That's it. There we go. Well, any like new it. ships? Have we heard any new ships or anything? So um, the Centurion. It's not a ship. It's a ground vehicle. Right. Which, uh, for those who don't know, it's based on the Atlas platform that the uh, ballista is on. Except this is uh, ground to air cannons. Right. I think it looks cool as so I'll get out. I, I, it's my favorite one of, of the three so far. So you, have you guys heard of Skunkworks? Yep. In the game? Yeah. Okay, so they did, they put C78s on that, and it just annihilates anything. Those, oh, are, right. the, uh, th- those are the high explosive cannons. Cannons, oh yeah. Oh, like the flak type? or Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those, are, those are some of my favorites. Oh, I bet that's really cool. But the range has got to be pretty limited. I it's think like it's five or six. I think and five then, or yeah. six kilometers. Okay, because I mean I it's can... uh, the I knew the ballista is limited on its range or its uh, ammo count, but man, it can loft two of those big telephone pole things with size sevens. I think like fifty kilometers. I think they're size eights. Yeah, I mean. Mm. That is a long ways to fire one. Yeah, it's about yeah. right for a theater ballistic missile. Yeah. I'm we just looking start. forward. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, I'm looking forward to seeing a bunch of these at Jumptown next time. We can do an air support. Air support. Can, can you say absolute carnage? Oh, well, no. I, keeps... I'll do it in a heartbeat, man. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't I'll doubt the you way. anymore. I will lead the and way. Nick will be like, "I'll bring the 890 jump to cover everything." I'll stick. I'll stick the thing on top of his 890. Yeah, that would be hilarious. Or you could fly around with the 890 and just have the thing shoot. Have a ballista in one of those and get an eight. Yeah, there you go. Get an 890 and put like ten of them on top of it. Chase people around. Actually, people have put tonks on top and done that. I've seen it. <laughs> I think Nick and Neymar did that. I've done some fun things. Yeah. See. Oh, and tonks are also airdroppable. You can probably only do it once, but you can drop them from a ship. <laughs> yeah. Having been in a tonk, it's not airdroppable. <laughs> <laughs> as, as, as long as you survive the landing, it's airdroppable. You, know, you might in game, you won't in real life. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, well I mean, they, don't, they, they don't have parachutes in game. 
the the right. best defense we ever had of Chump Town was, I think, um, Nets Mage and I both had reclaimers, and we were manning the guns on each of our ships. And you know, we just we were we straddled Jump Town and just shot everybody that showed up. Because <laughs> you you get like you get three guns automatically, but you can I think you can get six at once. Well, the um, the reclaimer, everybody goes oh salvage ship and forgets about it. No, this thing's heavily armored and basically a small friggin' in its own right. I did like Nick's 890 jump sitting over the top of everything. That was fun. Yeah, that was a yeah, fun was one. Fun. It wasn't, wasn't, there was some guy who got stuck in a uh, Titan underneath it once, and he tried to fly out. <laughs> he vibrated, yeah. he uh, vibrated in between the, the ground and the shield of the ship. <laughs> well, um, we had already started talking about 317.2, but as mentioned, it is an open... PTU, but it, it should be hitting live servers any day. What is it that everyone's most excited about? Sage. Hey, Mar, what are you? Okay. Sorry, Sage from Skyguard. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, Mar, what about yourself? Um, obviously the uh, population increase will change the. Uh, it'll pretty much change the dynamic. I mean, you got to understand the way I look at it is a a change of like ten people. Like if they went from 40 to 50 or 55, you know, or 60, where you're, you're really uh, consistently only getting 10 people at once extra. It's not a huge change. Mm. Um, but if you're actually doubling the uh, size of the servers, you that's a significant change in the dynamic of how the gameplay can be can be made yeah so i'm really looking forward to that and you know and all the other stuff is great i mean don't get me wrong but uh, the reality of it is i think that's going to be a a big one and then the um the the difference in missions and things that they're doing i think that's gonna that's you know, having the bad side, uh, the illegal side of doing things is going to be a, a, a great, fun option for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you look at all the little things that they, they've talked about that they're trying to fix, you know, the, um, the inventory, you know, I mean, move all. I mean, you guys mentioned it once or twice, but I'm telling you, that is a huge um convenience of life fix for everybody yeah. you know so it's not just a whim it's like your inventory is something you utilize every single day and so when it becomes a pain which it's a pain right now um it takes a lot of the fun out of the gameplay so yeah those little fixes like that um the the new uh, uh, missions that they're doing. I mean, I think all of that in the long run is going to be a really big change for everybody. Yeah. Definitely. A hundred percent. So there's my two cents on it. Alrighty. Um, 
Monsieur Seagard? Yeah, for me, it's the things around the inventory. Um, like, specifically, um, like the, um, the wall lockers and storage areas where you can share with everybody on your ship. Uh, I, I'm hoping we see um, boxes, maybe a way to label boxes with their content so it's easy to keep them organized. Um, but definitely the ability to equip my ship better. Um, mm -hmm. And if I really had to put a finger on one, two things, it would be the ability to drag and drop an entire outfit off. So you set it up once and you save it as an outfit that's your heavy armor, heavy you know, weapon guy, and you just mm. select that. That would be fantastic to see. And I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. Um, Isn't that how the closets are supposed to work? Yeah. Well, anybody can go up to a closet and grab it. But like for me, it's I have to go put on the purple undersuit. Then I got to go to put on the purple armor. I got to find the legs. I got to find the arms, right? It'd just be easier to go, drag it over, it's there. Um, and, and if that's the case, I'd really like to see it in the uniform or the uh, closet for the suits. Yeah. Right. I think that now, would be my piece de resistance. Now, my question for you, Seagard, because I, I think you may have been thinking about 318. <laughs> it it yeah. might be. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we had some about... of that. We had some of that in three. We had three, some of that 317.1. Yeah. Uh, um, but anything else about 317.2 you're excited about? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm like, are that's... you talking about physicalized cargo right now? No, 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 no. Not, not physicalized cargo. This is just inventory items, right? It's inventory. Mm. So cl closets, you could drag stuff into that closet, and then Chekhov could get on my ship and utilize it. Yeah, well, but that's available now. In some it doesn't, ships, it right. doesn't work, but it, it's available. Right. I'd like to see it fixed and see it working. I think that would be great. Uh, yeah. So that's really what I'm talking about. Other than that, um, I, you know, I, I'm hoping there's more. Uh, I think that I hope they put some love into the routes for cargo. Economy changes, in other words. Yeah, I don't. I think Todd mentioned that that isn't going to change this patch. Yeah, they're aware of it. I think is what he said, right? They're aware of it. Yeah. Yeah. I won't yeah. worry about it. Not going to have enough money to do cargo anyway. I start with a bunch. I start with, what, 150000 Yeah, you need a million to yeah. start the cargo. Yeah, uh, well, if you need to make money fast, from what I've heard, Siege will give you 389 on completion or something like that. Yeah, Thousands. plus bonuses. I have, a, I have a wardrobe to complete. Come on, <laughs> you know that's not enough. <laughs> He's shopping on Microtech, yeah. don't forget. Yeah. I have yeah. That's high yes. fashion district. That's right. What was that, Hamer? I said I have faith in Seagard's uh, ability to make some money. Yeah. I can if I need to. So, Skyguard, you mentioned Siege of Orison. Is there anything you wanted to add to that? Um, do you want me to go in depth? <sighs> I mean, you yeah. can go whatever depth. Okay. So the, there's four platforms. You can get to three easily, but they're absolutely huge. Oh, um, about the mission? Yes. 
Oh, I, I meant what you're excited about in 317. Oh, I'm excited <laughs> that they're absolutely huge. It's, oh. it's, 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 like, it's like they took all of Orison and made a copy of it and then populated it with as a blown-up Warzone for just for one mission. It's huge. What I thought was cool about from what I've seen of it, I've been trying to avoid it for the most part because I just want to play it through the first time, is that the assets, while they have a lot of reused assets because, you know, there's a look and feel for the city, you see a lot of assets that they hadn't created in the main section of, of the of the city too, which mm-hmm. is cool. Yeah, there's yeah, there are banners all over the place. It's very much upscale. It's for the rich and famous, not so much as for the uh, average Joe coming to visit for uh, the space whale. Yeah, it's more for the employees and and the residents, not the the tourists. Yeah, well, it's more it's more for the very wealthy tourists. There's banners yeah. everywhere. It looks like a extremely expensive park if it wasn't blown up um nice. very pretty um i like how they put the friend or foe markers in so oh yeah <laughs> with with a potential 100 person team everybody suddenly shooting that could lead to some interesting mm-hmm. stuff well and they did that for all missions not just worsen oh, did they really yeah, so you can tell who the you know Hurston security is in the bunker missions. Yeah, um, let's see. There's the there looks at the pudding game. Those are interesting. There's also missions associated with them and the abandoned outposts, and they've got the reinforcement system working. And that's pretty cool. Um, there is due to the reinforcement system being in place. They do have some missions just out in the middle of nowhere. No roads around. I mean, but as close to the middle of nowhere as you can get. And it's cool because you can set up with a sniper rifle and pop, pop, pop. And hey, I don't need to get up close and personal. It's not 30 feet away from me. It's 300. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, the only problem when they had a trial run, I remember we couldn't get through it all. We, as soon as we would step onto the platform, they would take us out. Yeah, the guys on the left and the shooting yeah. across the green. You mean, yeah, you mean the AI is problem. actually difficult? No, no these no, are guys. No, no. It wasn't yeah. AI. Definitely wasn't. Oh, AI. oh, I remember that. We did that. Uh, wasn't that last yeah. trash, last PT or whatever? We we tried yeah. to get into on the platforms and we just kept getting sniped. Yeah, we could hide behind the stairs for a little bit. <laughs> that was fun. Um, yeah, I went back a couple of times and explored some. Um, it's huge. Bring lots of supplies. Bring ammo-efficient weapons. wonder if we're going to see anything like, uh, you know, the protective barriers, the ones that you put on the ground and they give a power shield in front of you, like a force field in front of you. I think we'll see more of the ones that are like... Um... Like you see in Korea, the gotcha. you know the the short ones that are foldable. Yeah. I, I think I've seen those, but I haven't seen any energy ones. Yeah, 
What about you, Chekhov? What are you excited about? What gets you... I think, uh, well, I'm not sure if I'm going to grind anymore. Maybe, maybe. Uh, I think uh, I'm going to go to the dark side. The illegal stuff. That's what I'm looking forward to. Doing I'll go some, with you, uh, man. Now, are, uh, are you looking to learn from Han Solo? Yeah. No, I used to, that's what I did before, very early on. I actually made some decent money running drugs, and that was pretty exciting. But so. Well, I tried yeah, it too. I just couldn't make money. I like doing it. Just there's no market. Yeah. Well, right, but now we're going to have missions. So. Mm. Yep. Oh, those gray area slash, slash criminal missions. Yeah, good point. I'm I'm excited for the Siege of Orison, but to be quite honest, I'm, well, one, I'm excited for any improvements, you know, if we do have a bigger server cap. But what I'm really excited for is that soon after, they'll go to Evocati with 318 and we'll get those leaks. <laughs> oh, wow. Mm-hmm. No, as, as, soon, uh, as soon as 318's in PATU, I'm jumping in. When do we see the vulture and all that? Three eighteen. Uh, Three eighteen. Yeah. Uh, so we, so we got to see the model at Drake Defense Con. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't just release it in game. Yeah. No, oh, they they made that promise not to release stuff without <coughs> uh, associated gameplay. gameplay with it. So for the past couple of years, Reclaimer's been basically useless. Unless you kind of as a gunship and. Uh, Hey, we found use for it. I mean, you can't yeah. say it's not. <laughs> there you it's go. not the intended use, but... It's you know. a pilot trainer. It's a flying brick. It's not it's my, it's my favorite. Fly, it's my favorite flying brick outside the Caterpillar, but it's a flying brick. Right. It's not exploitation if it's in-game. <laughs> That's right. The game made me do it. <laughs> hey, man, play with what you got. That's right. Um... So we did have a very brief uh, roadmap roundup. Um, so I'll just go through that real quick. The following cards been added to release view, uh, as well as revealed on progress tracker, targeting a release of 3.17.2. It's the Anvil Centurion. Building, implementing, and balancing Anvil's anti-air ground vehicle, the Centurion as a game-ready vehicle. And then on the progress tracker, they just had a brief uh block text that says as mentioned in a recent monthly report the props team is undergoing a few exciting changes part of this team has been integrated into the sandbox and squadron 42 art teams in order to work more closely with the environment level design and mission design disciplines in order to greatly increase efficiency similar to the recent integration of the planet content and mission content teams the rest of the props team is now the new interactables team which you'll now find on the progress tracker. This team will focus on populating the universe with items and objects that players directly interact with in the verse. For example, of what they're working on, check out the recent Star Citizen Live game dev episode showcasing the development of such an interactable. That was the uh, camping one. <laughs> oh, that, that actually might be useful. Yeah. And then they said, additionally, with this publish, we've added the remaining downstream team's Q3 schedule to the progress tracker. So that's it. Um, nothing super. I mean, the last one we had before that was super extensive. So I, I can I can get over the fact that that was barely anything. 
Uh, so that brings us now to tips and tricks. And we didn't get a single submission from those out there in the listener verse. Um, Hamar, do you have any tips or tricks for the the folks out there? Spend all your money now while you're in game. Because <laughs> <That's right. laughs> you're not well, going to have it come another month. Maybe. Um, if you participated in either Jumptown or Ninetales Lockdown, they said they'd be considering doing stuff to give you the money from that. I thought it was just reputation. They might, they might give you a financial might. reward. Yeah. But you won't retain any of the money you have now. No. No. Yeah. So spend it all. That's my, uh, that's my theory. <laughs> that's how I treat all of my money. <laughs> sure. How about you, Skyguard? What was the question tips again? And, tips and tricks. Tips or tricks. Oh. Yeah, you can't pull. You, can't you pull interrupted my, me uh, to, and they yeah. were what the question was. Sorry. That was, <laughs> that's sorry. sorry. Um, all right. So if you want to zero your weapon, I believe it's delete key. So you can zero your scope on a target point for more accurate sniping. Hmm. All right. All right. Or it might be page down. I forget which. I don't know myself because I'm not good with combat. <laughs> yeah. I will be a combat medic, aka a medic with a shotgun. I am good at being a long ways away and putting the holes in things. There you go. Uh, Seaguard. Tips? Tricks? Um, yeah, I would say, oh, well, this kind of in the realm of podcasting and other things uh, related to kind of what we do. So they just came out with NVIDIA Broadcast, which allows you to have like a virtual green screen behind you. Uh, so you can use backgrounds. It's pretty cool. It also lets you like do certain things with, you know, blur your camera. Uh, you know, if you're, if you're running like a Discord or something else, but it looks like a pretty good addition to, you know, the standard broadcasting stuff. If you have a 390, a 380, you know, those type of cards, uh, it does quite a bit for you. So I've nice. been playing a little bit with that. Excellent. What about you, Chekhov? Oh, no, no tips and tricks. I'm with Hamer. Spend it all. Same for me. I have I have no, no words of wisdom. <laughs> but it does bring us to For Science. Uh, if you're looking for the shock of the week, it's uh, no one submitted anything for science either. <laughs> so um, I guess uh, by virtual raise of hand, anybody have anything for science? Hmm. No. It's all, uh, everything I have is theoretical for my 13-year-old son. And so I'm not even going to bring it up. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess this week we will forgo the science. Oh, I'm sure oh, we'll have... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I, I just saw this on TV today. You remember how you'd find your ship floating off the uh, off the pad when you go out there? It's real annoying. Mm -hmm. I saw on a video today that that is caused 
by shutting off your leaving your ship on the on the pad with the engine still running. Mm-hmm. And when you go in and it's recovered, and then you deploy it again, it'll be tilted up in the air, floating around. So that would be the lesson for science: is secondhand Turn your off. Turn that your was uh, off. that was Ollie, yeah. I can't remember. I can't. I'm pretty sure that was Ollie. Yeah, I I think I heard it on Board Gamer, but oh. I was uh, but I heard it secondhand, maybe thirdhand. So no, I that's wondered, a good uh, one. That's a good one. I was surprised by that. I wonder if that works with the Reliant glitch where it comes out open. I don't know. I, I don't have know. no idea. Um, alrighty. Well, looks like we we didn't have a fruit list for science after all. Don't forget to turn off your engines. Yeah. Um, that brings us to Seaguard's question, which I think will also debut Seaguard's song that he wrote. Oh, the traitor song. Sweet. Is that the Silk Road? I'm, I'm waiting for the singing. That's very man. Asian. Yeah, it's, a, it's <laughs> Mongolian. It's, it's, it's Mongolian and everything else mixed. But uh, it made me think of Firefly a little bit. Like, yeah, a little some bit. Some of the places can... they go to. Yeah. Hey, hey, you know Disney bought Firefly, right? Oh, oh boy! And so I'm I'm trying to figure out how they're going to advertise the hooker on the uh, show. <laughs> <laughs> Trans hooker. <laughs> Well, they didn't. Uh, I mean, I got kids. Called her that. She's a companion. Remember? That's sure. Right. What a great show. What a great She's show. a hooker. <laughs> uh. It's all the same thing in the end product, right? Yeah. All right. So yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, my 13 year old son's going to ask me when he looks at Disney Plus <laughs> and go, "Hey, man, what does she do?" Uh, well, you know, she's there for company. She's a space hooker. Oh, I was thinking more like a geisha girl, but yeah, that's probably more accurate. Oh, I don't want to. I'm, I'm trying geisha, and you know, the other part of that is like still a hooker. <laughs> <laughs> Get paid for intimacy. Yeah, there you go. I'm your friend <laughs> for money. Sometimes significant others get paid for intimacy as well. It's just different, different kind of economy, you know? It's called divorce. <laughs> That's when the intimacy ends. Yeah, but uh, you had it, though, didn't you? Uh, I guess so, yeah. Uh-huh. Are you talking about me specifically? Jeez. No. <laughs> hey, I've been divorced twice, dude. Oh, goodness. I'm talking about what is, myself. What's the judge say? <laughs> That that divorce cost you a lot of money. Was it worth it? And the guy, the guess it's a real quote. The guy said, "Worth every penny." <laughs> <laughs> and this is why Mrs. Seagard doesn't listen. No, no. <laughs> he has um, all the money, all five dollars. <laughs> so, Seagard, uh, your question the other week was. What type of equipment would you like to see for industrial armor sets like the MacFlex or Venture Armor? Items like rope, repelling harnesses, D-clips, etc. Feel free to do this for any armor type. Of course, Kilgore, 
says the first thing, a tractor hand that can pickpocket. Because if he's not doing anything nefarious, is he doing anything at all? Um, Skyguard, you had said a repelling harness would be nice. So would a jetpack or some sort of flight armor. A load-bearing rig that allowed you to carry large objects with ease. Oh, very ripply of you. Um, oh, yeah. Would also be be nice. It can be powered or unpowered. A backpack shelf generator. Shield. Shield. Oh, shield. shield. Oh, shield. Typo. <laughs> yes, it's okay. Shield generator, size zero. Being able to use size one or size zero cannon as an emplaced weapon that you have to set up and take down would also be interesting. Oh, that would... Very interesting stuff. Mr. Mystery says, or a step smaller, we can already pick up boxes. Why not a box carrier instead of a backpack? Armor that lets you attach a box to your back so you can run and gun while carrying your precious cargo. Precious cargo. That that actually Uh, is probably the best suggestion I've heard in a long time. That's a great suggestion. Well, and... and does the backpack go in the box, or does the box go in the backpack? It sounds Attach- like more like a harness, you know, attaches like to attach to the backpack. To. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Good point. Maybe something that's fast acting, like you know, you can move real fast with it. Um, uh, Amex man said, "What about deployable skyhook armor slash attachment? <laughs> Might be useful for emergency evac situations. Plus, being picked up by a ship that's flying two hundred meters a second seems like it'd be super fun." That sounds like something from the Dark Knight. Well, they actually did this in real life. So yeah. It's both yeah. from the Dark Knight and they did in real life. Yeah. Um, Volk said, I'd like a personal shield generator, maybe in a backpack, sacrificing carrying capacity and speed for a shield. Uh, Dark Ore said, as mentioned above, I think some kind of exploration armor set with a harness or grappling mechanism would be amazing for ex- exploration for exploring uh, deep caves where you cannot enter with a ship or grav bike, opening up this whole new underground world. Think journey to the center of the earth. Uh, Arnie said, I think enhanced pilot armor would be good. Gives you more features in your HUD, maybe a visual prediction of your current flight path or other ships flight paths. uh, Allow you to rearm, refuel and repair your ship without being in it. And most importantly, set a route in your maps without being in the pilot seat. Perhaps it's done in the suit, and when you're actually getting when you actually get into your ship, you get an animation of that data being uploaded. Suits with more powerful zero G thrusters, allowing you to move faster in zero G at the expense of being slower when not in zero G, uh, could have the ability to turn off mag boots to be in zero G more. For example, poor Alasar landing pads just being able to turn off your boots to enter zero G rather than having to leap off the pad. Um, the only thing I would say, Arnie is I don't believe at least the way that they've quote unquote designed poor Alisar. I don't think it's mag boots that are keeping you stuck there. Uh, I think it's supposed to be gravity and we're not going to see external pads. I think in the next version of poor Alisar. But I do like his idea of grab or the grab boots. Mag boots. Yeah. I'd like to yeah. be able to walk on the outside of a ship and, yeah, they were supposedly doing them, and then they s- sort of took them off the roadmap. And I have a feeling they're more tractor beam oriented now. 
Yeah. It it would be really neat to have those. I mean, that's a, yeah. another discussion. But I can just see, you know, save a little bit of weight, get rid of all the grab plating, and then you could be, you could have controls on the ceiling, on the floor, three-dimensional, you know, work area. Kind of like Rossinante. Yeah, exactly. Right? Um, Brother Squid said, padded slash inflatable spelunking armor so I can avoid falling to my death in caves. And then new to the Discord oh. as of today, CNC Lord said two ideas. One, it would be cool if uh, cool to have parachutes for like planet side flyby deployments for bunker missions, etc. Another would be some sort of jetpack to use planet side. This could be handy for cave exploring or get back into your ship if you didn't fully land on the ground. All great ideas. Yeah. I was thinking, you know, even more exotic in my mind, like a, like a welding attachment for your helmet that flicks down over your visor. Uh, maybe it gives you a better, clearer view of the welding that you're doing so you get a better quality weld. Uh, oh, I like that. Right. Something like that. A sensor... A handheld sensor that lets you see structurally what may be damaged under the skin of the ship, right? You can look like track yeah. down electrical shorts, or you could track down. Um, you know, this could turn into over, you know, over complication of the game. It'd be useful but, for salvage too. Yeah, it'd be neat to have stuff like that. Um, water purification testing, you know, uh, you know, things you just clip off your belt. I always like that, like. I guess in um, it was not the Rossinente's crew, but you know the out the belters. They always had that crap hanging off of them, that harnesses. Yeah, I always like that. I like that look, and I like the bigger helmet, um, the rounder one with flip down visors. Yeah, I mean there should be some interesting stuff because even they even are supposed to have more than one style Moby glass. Because um, there's the explore exploration Moby Glass that was a um, that was like a re, uh, reward for a certain level of funding and stuff like that. Even a handheld like a like a scope or something you could use to see like not kind of like binoculars, but a single eye one maybe. You know, you could a monocular. Belt, you, a mono, yeah, a monocular. You could look farther. Um, or you could attach to your helmet, which gives you that ability in your helmet now. Mm. Uh, ground spotlights. You know, take them with you so you can set up and get some real good lighting. Nice. Good stuff. Um, next is the Q&A. We only got a few questions this week. First comes to us. It was actually from the last episode, but... Uh, our dear friend Chekhov wasn't there. Question for che it's This is from Snorkel. Question oh, for Chekhov, yeah. if he's paying attention. I, now am, that you're actually, I was disconnected for like five minutes. You guys didn't even notice. I had a 30K uh, from the podcast. Uh-oh. Well, I'm back. Well, here's hoping it doesn't splinter like sometimes. Yeah, I don't know. But I am back, so. I'll look at I'll look at the length of your recording and see. If not, I have to call Cody. Uh oh, <laughs> Cody, help me. <laughs> um, <laughs> now that your ultimate dream of being able to be a sniper on the hill, taking out NPCs on the planet's surface, is coming tr true, what gun mm -hmm. are you choosing? 
probably the I, I don't care. Arrowhead a AM three rifle. Uh, as long as it has the uh, the longest scope, I love the. Uh, I think it's which one is the the, the thing is the sixteen, right? I believe uh-huh. that's the longest one we have in the game. Yeah, it's all about the scope. Scope is really important. Okay, cool. And then for us, and I think we answered this last week, but just for everyone else's edification, uh, for the other hosts, what's your guess on how many minutes Chekhov will watch your back from his sniper position <clears throat> before he starts to force science you in the back? Uh, <laughs> hey, Mar, how many minutes? Seven seconds. <laughs> if, 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 if it's an actually busy mission, I give him five. If there's, if there's nothing actually out there, I give him three. Wow. Uh, minutes or seconds? Three seconds. <laughs> five minutes. Uh, That's my yeah. point exactly right yeah, there. I, I, th- I think you're probably right. Three to five is better because after that, I'm really going to get bored. But... <laughs> But the question is, is it three to five seconds from the time that you say, hey, I'm watching you? Or is it the 20 seconds in front of that where you're thinking about it? If it's all quiet, it's three seconds from everybody getting out. If there's an active engagement going on, it's five minutes from the start. That's right. That's right. It could be oops. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. That's right. I had no, no, it, I didn't it, think it actually hit you. It, it, it'll be oh, was teleported that in front of him. Was that the lethal headshot? I'm so sorry. I'm really happy to hear, though, that Snorkel is engaged, though, because I haven't heard from him in a while. <laughs> he's engaged? Well, I mean, in the game, in the podcast. <laughs> oh, exactly. what? I thought you meant in real life. I was like, whoa, that's great. No, 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 <laughs> not engaged yeah. to be married, engaged in a, in a he process. Does that, he does do that gondola thing, so I don't know. We can't confirm or deny an engagement. That's right. Yeah, watch. We just we just started a big rumor. No, no, it's got to it's got to grow now. So Snorkel is pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's a sh- <laughs> how, do, how, do we, how do we get from me sniping somebody to snorkel is pregnant? <laughs> I think you mentioned him. I mean we just can't get any more out we just can't get any more uh, out in the middle of nowhere than that. I mean we started with bagel talk earlier. <laughs> Now yeah, let's that. talk about Schmears. Um, is Hamer still connected? <laughs> yeah. Does yeah. anybody... Am I the only one when it comes to sniper rifle that actually takes the scope off and just uses like the red dot scope? Well, that's no. actually pretty good for close quarters. I, that's what I use it, and I use it inside the bunkers. It's like oh, a single shot, knocks a guy down. Yeah, it takes him right out. Especially the H and K one, I just... You know, the H, it was an H and W, Klaus and Warner, Klaus and Warner, I'm sorry. The, uh, so Klaus and Warner one, I really like that, the arrow. I just take the scope off, put a red dot or a three times magnification, and just use that inside the bunkers. Yeah, just bring lots of ammo. Remember when the only way to get that sniper rifle was to go to Korea and take that mission where you have to snipe anyone who tries to clear their crime stat? Mm-hmm. That's right. 
Mm-hmm. I can remember when that was only given to people who had a subscription. <laughs> and no, I'm sorry, we're concierge. concierge. That was a concierge wars. I had the, the gold plated one. I, I have the same one. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm coming on the. I really do like this night plate. It's the most satisfying thing you could do. <laughs> really take someone out, you know, like really, really far away, like jump down. And, you know. I really want to. I want to work on hand grenade plate, but by hand, not by, by <laughs> grenade launcher. Yeah. I want to learn to toss and roll them and bounce them. <clears throat> <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen. Chekhov's statement there is what we call Exhibit A. Mm. <laughs> there you go, exactly. I love to snipe my friends in the back of head. I mean, <laughs> jump down. <laughs> uh, it is jump. Next. <laughs> there are no, no rules in jump down, right? There That's go. right. Uh, next, we've got LA32344. It's either that or Law32344. Whatever um, said, if they're going to add water and air as being resources that stations need, should they have a compliance level for stations? If they don't get the amount of materials they need, they might start contacting pirates to bring materials and eventually fall under the rule of pirates or something like that. Uh, thoughts, Hamar? Water, air, resources, pirates? Question mark. Yeah, no, that's very viable. Um... It, that's another one of those emerging gameplay things where um, I think uh, you can make some money, you know. But just like anything else in the trade cargo area of the game, it'll be interesting to see what kind of money you can make. I mean, look, if I can go do a bunker mission for 90000 by myself and do it in 10 minutes... Why do I want to go spend, you know, like on, on, like right now, I can go trade titanium and uh, what's the other one you can pick up? Laronite. Even half a Laronite. Spend half a million filling up a C2 and I only make 110,000. You see? So I can do a bunker mission for 90. I can do spend a lot of money and make 110,000. So what is the profit margin going to be on, Hey, this one station needs water specifically. If they made it where that one station specifically needs water, you bring a C2 full of water in there and I can make a, a ton of money, then I'd be all for it. But if it, if it's not going to be worth my time, 20 minutes or 30 minutes worth of my time, I'm not going to do it. And that's probably what they're going to run into with everything with the game right now. You know? Yeah. Equalizing the payout on things like that. Yeah. I think what's interesting is if you don't take it, a quantum might. You know? Um, but the same thing, they're going to be probably even worse than us in the sense that they're going to gravitate towards the things that are the best paying. Right. So, or I guess it might depend on their quote unquote behavioral trait, but I guess we'll see. What about you, Skyguard? 
I'm wondering if we're going to have an expanse style change the filter situation. Oh, I bet you. Or else you get the airlock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they, they're just sticking one of the hangers and turn the air shield off and slowly open the doors. Yeah, that's right. Seaguard? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I like the whole idea. And I, I really think there's a variation of that where you have a corrupt space station guy who's skimming the fuel and skimming the oxygen production and selling it to the pirates. Oh. Mm. And he An attacks his layer. favorite guys. Yeah. An added layer of intrigue. Yes. Mm. Uh, Chekhov, your thoughts? They don't have that built into the quanta yet that's 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 like the next level stuff i don't know i am uh i i think i always said that i'm with him i think it's the uh you know it has to be balanced it's still completely out of whack you know yep. when you can uh you know make 90 to 100 000, whether it's doing bunker missions or doing you know uh bounties versus that huge investment into cargo runs you know, it, it's still not fully balanced out. Yeah. I, I would imagine that the cargo runs with those kind of investments in the long term wouldn't be quick runs, you know. Like, I mean, I, I was making those kind of runs with in 15 minutes, like consistently, real mm-hmm. quick, you know, no screwing around, just. As soon as you land, yeah. you run and get back in, jump back, and yeah. uh, so they've 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 been changing the dynamic of you have to land your ship, you know, your cargo ship down at the main uh, planet, you know, uh, and so that adds an extra five minutes to it, and I think in the long run. We're, we're going to see that the cargo runs are going to take more time, but they're probably going to be worth more. Right. And, it, yeah. and, and, and that'll, that would equal out, you know, time and effort yeah. portion yep. of it. I also think you'll see riskier routes to take that are quicker with the cargo versus a more risk-averse route that'll take longer. Like, I feel like that'll start to develop when quantum is really, you know, in full force. Yeah. You know, and I'll tell you from tag on to what Hamar was just saying is I, I know the last two patches, I've just taken the money they've given me, uh, which is my starting is about one fifty. I take half of that and I fill up the biggest ship I can with, with a basically a uh, decent cargo that makes me a good profit. I make the run back and forth till the ship is completely full. And then I go to my next largest ship and do the run until that one's full. Keep doing it, going up to the C2. Once you get up to C2, you're making money. But even a Taurus will make you good money. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> right. What what I was just thinking about that'll be really interesting is picture this, because like Stanton in theory. <laughs> won't have too many super risky routes. Like you'll you'll run the risk of a nine tails here and there. It's really gonna be say you need to go deliver something from Stanton to Levski. 
And do you decide to go through Pyro? Or go around. Or do you decide to go around through Terra and, you know, the safer the safer systems, but at the same time it quadruples mm-hmm. or triples your time. Right. But, you know, Pyro is a really big system to be in without any protection. So then maybe you're like, all right, well, let me just hire security personnel in Pyro. Or they give you a bonus for getting it there faster. Well, and that's supposedly you'll get a bonus and or better rep and or so. Or do you try and risk it and not hire on security personnel, you know, or protection and go it alone? Something I've been thinking about just now with these longer runs and bigger systems in longer space between the jump points is space is huge. It's hard to really describe just how huge it is, but there's something that I think might show up is I kind of call the slow, inevitable dread of knowing there's a pirate out up here in 10 minutes and there's no way I can get around them. I have to go yeah. through this jump point. Right. How am I going to make it past this guy? Yeah. 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 That's what Eve was like, but Eve, the number of ships that could park on the other side and pin you was pretty drastic. I mean, you, know, you might end up coming through with you know a cargo ship and end up facing three dreadnoughts. Um, yo, no, that's not uncommon. I mean, just you know, billion dollars down the chute. Uh, yeah, but I do think you know I think that's where ships like the Andromeda are going to be worth their weight in gold. Fast, lots of missiles, carry a cargo, got a fighter with them. You know, if nothing else, you can get the fighter and get off before your ship gets destroyed. Yeah. Um, and it's not too big a loss. Yeah, but not enough room for cargo to make money. Unless... But if you're tripling the price to go through a dangerous area, you might. Right? If you can make yeah, the faster funds. Valuable. Right. Yeah. The, yeah, they got with, yeah, there has to be something more valuable than Laranite. You're probably right. going to end up carrying something illegal or gray yeah. mark or something like that. Yeah, and in, well, and even... Eve, I mean, you send out scouts, right? You'd fly a scout yeah. up to the front, check out what's on the other side, and then come back. Uh, but you could put decoys through, put an empty freelancer through, and see if they follow it, and then blitz through something bigger and faster. Yeah, I even would have data, to guess... Data that, running will be yeah, like cargo gameplay. Right. Yep. And, yep. and well, all the illegal stuff demanding Pyro should be way higher than... The... Oh, yeah. Right. I was thinking with the data running, well, players aren't exactly limited by the in-game speed of light. We can just throw stuff up on some website somewhere and everybody references it, so... And, I mean, even with just voice chat, it's going to be effectively faster than light in-game communications. So, Mm. What I can't figure out is you get like an MSR and even a Taurus has the, you know, the unscannable area in it. Um, You automatically know if you scan that ship, what his cargo is going to be. However, you, you don't know what's in a scan is scan proof area. Um, But you, you would assume that there's something there. If nothing else, he's going to load up regular cargo in there to get more space, more stuff in there. Um, so I think they would, you know, attack you either way, whether you're empty or not, uh, to see what's in that back room. Uh-huh. Right? There's got to be some way to like falsely project 
what's in that one area. I think Chris did say they want to do some sort of smuggling tech and put that in the game. Like the yeah, if you, if you remember in the was yeah. the New Hope, they put a they had Hansel had smuggling compartments that hid people from the scanners. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and that's what the MSR has. Yeah. No, the MSR has a crawl space. That's different. No, there's a shielded cargo area within that crawl space. On the right-hand side. To SCU. Yep, with a hidden door. Yep. Right right off of the cargo bay, that first section, you'll see a spot that, that looks like kind of like off of that, you know, where it's standing room. And there's a spot for two SCU of cargo. That's not um, to make. Well, you learn something new every day, right? You know? I thought it was 12 SCU. Oh, maybe it's 12. Yeah, two is not very much. I think it's 12. I I don't know the amount. It looked like maybe it's... I don't know how many boxes fit there because I haven't seen it full. Yeah, I think it's 12. I think it's 12. And the back of it, the Taurus, is the same way. It's not hidden, though. You know there's a room there. But it is, you know, six boxes. <clears throat> so it's six full SCUs. Wasn't the Phoenix originally supposed to have one, too? Um. I can't remember. I think it was originally supposed to be down near the turrets on the yeah. bottom floor. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, um, the Vanguard Warden has its own little space beneath the stairs as well. No, I didn't know that. Oh, that's that's your no. That's a component section. Really, it's oh. just a one SAU box that's on the floor. Underneath the stairs? Yeah. There's no oh, yeah, that's, a compo- that's a component. Component. Yeah, I think it's scanners, I think. And what, they just left it empty? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is about the same size as a SCU. Um, Amex Man said, with the upcoming cargo refractor in 318, refactor, rather, in 318, do you guys think that containers will be physically accessible? I'm thinking, what if you had an Argo raft for Jump Town? You could drop off containers to have friends fill them up, then come in later to scoop them up if all goes well. Um, what do you think, Hamar? Are they going to be accessible in 3.18 or or no? When you say cargo containers, what size are you talking about? Uh, he didn't mention, but the, the example of the Argo raft, you know, the 132, the 32 SCU cargo oh, the big containers. Yeah. No, I, I think we're, I think we're a good minute away from, uh, from seeing that dynamic play out. You know, I, I don't think the gameplay uh, until they have it where we can lo- load and unload the bigger ships. I don't think that's going to be viable. So, you know, maybe they'll surprise us. I don't believe yeah. that's going to happen soon. All righty. Uh, Skyguard, what about yourself? What do you think? Of the... Do you think we'll be able the, the to... Raft? Yeah. Well, do you think containers will be physically accessible in 318 with the cargo refactor? It depends, really. I mean, 
I don't see how it would be all that difficult to do it. You just assign like a container in SEU space to what amounts to a box and make it attachable to something. But then again, I'm a complete novice at anything in terms of computer programming. It might be a whole heck of a lot harder than that from what Todd Pappy said in last week's interview. The whole reason why they haven't had a control click to shift stuff across is apparently there's a huge amount of backend stuff that has to go into that to make that work. Mm. Yeah. So it sounds simple, but it might not be. Mm. I I agree. I don't think it's super simple. <laughs> uh, I don't either. I, I think you're going to be able to put your own boxes in, but the bulk of them are going to be like mass filled and you're not going to be able to open them. But if you want to load, let's say, with your mule, you want to load a one SCU box full of ammo into your the back of your ship with your other stuff, I think that one will be accessible. You know, like it'll sit on the grid, it'll line up with the others, you'll be able to put it on the floor with your hanger, open it and access it like you can an inventory item. All right. But you'll have to load it. You won't you won't buy like an SCU of bottled water and be able to just pull water out of it. You're not going to be able to do that. I don't see that happening. Uh, check off. What well, about you? So, you know, I think Gladius is a pretty good example, right? So it's got, because uh, it's gold standard, right? So it's got a weapon rack on the outside. It's got a nice compartment that you could put, you know, and, and it works very well on a Gladius, which had a, a you know, uh, a good polish done to it. Now, uh, reversely, the cutlass is horrible. You know, the co- the closets don't work. So, I mean, I mean they the have doesn't have closets. Uh, has lockers. Uh, yeah, cut- cutlass black has two lockers, and they actually worked for me once. Once out of the probably a you dozen mean the gun times lockers? that I tried. No, no, the there's lockers rack. next to the there gun are two rack. lockers, yeah, there are two lockers, yeah. and we tried it with Snorkel, I think, once we were able to. He <laughs> he was able to take uh, items out from my locker that I put in. So <laughs> it, so the tech is there, you know. So yeah. to me, it's certainly doable. Yeah, They don't, the, the lockers, Skyguard, don't currently open like the other lockers do, and... In some other ships, they just um, prompt the um, the storage inventory, inventory yeah. screen. So it's yeah, like a, a personal box store. that you're not yeah. carrying. It's part of the ship. And yeah. then anybody can open that box. Like those things in the hallway of the C2 and yeah. A2 and M2. Yeah. The uh, raft um, has two. Raft has two on the wall near the, uh, you know, the, the table. Yeah. And the teddy bear, by the way, is movable. Yes. Yes. I real, um real plush. I personally think so. I'm kind of a hybrid of what everybody said. I don't. I'm not certain if the cargo boxes of the raft will be openable, and then you put things in it, and that's not an issue. Um, but I also that. That's two parts because I don't know if they'll have cargo boxes open and I don't know if the raft will have the functionality to drop the boxes. Um, if if there's anything like the physically accessible 
it won't be a hundred percent. Like I agree with you, Seaguard. You're not going to deliver uh, one SCU of water and then be able to open it, and then you'll see the water in there. I think that's a further rendition of that tech. I think the most likely scenario, if it's loading, it might be maybe you can open those boxes and put stuff in it, but mo- most likely is manual loading of your ship and or load timers because we already saw some some of the UI for hiring workers to load your ship. Um, and then I also think it might enable pirates to be able to salvage your, um, right. Your goods from your ship, whether they, you know, make you stop in space so that you don't get blown up and then they tractor beam everything off your ship and then it becomes theirs. But it's really just instead of the cargo boxes being a placeholder, a visual placeholder for what's on your ship, what's on your ship in a cargo box will be what's on your ship. Right. I think that's the main difference. Yeah. We may see an inventory pad for what's in your cargo. Yeah. We may see that, right? It says you got so many of this. And let's say you go to the back of the cargo room and let's say the freelancer and you go in there and say, oh, the, the back... 10 boxes or, or, um, yeah, you say, you know, take those out, disengage the grav links and you can push them out or whatever they give you. You may see something like that. Uh, yeah. but, and, and again, I do think you're going to be able to like stack your one SCU box with your, with your mule into your own ship and certainly leave it and come back and pick it up. Yeah. That's going to be absolutely the case. Agreed. Agreed. The yeah. the one thing I would say is I feel like we're only part going to be part of the way there because they didn't create um, personal hangers yet, right? Correct. Because I think that's a core component for like truly manually and manually, um, you know, managing your cargo. And they 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 only just put the cargo elevators in on the progress tracker too. So yeah. those are going to be things to really physicalize, phys- physicalize cargo. But I think the box being a real entity that is, um, that you will collide with that represents the actual value that is removable by hand. I think that's at least what we'll be getting. Yeah. All right, so those are all the questions. Seaguard, did you come up with a, a new question for the week? So I was just thinking about it um, while we were doing the podcast. So the, the question is, what ship do you think you're going to fly, you're going to want to fly in this version, and why? In 317.2? Right. So okay. for my example, I want to try the raft because I want to try those cargo closets again. And want to see if I can use the weapons racks and the storage suits and and the uh, uh, yeah the suit storage lockers and all that. It's a fun little ship. So that's the ship I'm going to fly quite a bit. Excellent. All right. So submit those for next week's episode. Yep. Um, if you do have any questions, responses to Seaguard's questions, anything you want to say to the podcast, as long as it's not you suck, you can do so by <laughs> submitting them by email at readcastsc at gmail.com. You could DM our Twitter handle at citizencastsc, submit a message through Anchor. You could join our Discord. 
Um, you could text us at 646-783-8154. Um, any of those ways works. Uh, and then if you are out there looking for a crew, looking for an org, just looking for people to play with when you're not in your solo game sessions, definitely take a look at Parlay House. It's a neutral zone for all players to hang out, socialize, and enjoy the best damn space sim the verse has to offer. A link to all the things I just mentioned can be found in the show notes below. Uh, and last but not least, don't forget to check out some of the friends of the show who are fellow content creators. We've got YouTubers, Earth, Snorkel, and Undead Parrot, uh, as well as the musical stylings of Admiral Cody and Calibri, um, which you hear most of in the episode, with the exception of Seagard's little riff. Uh, and that, dear friends, wraps up another episode of citizen cast hey mar it was great to have a spe- have you have a speaking role this episode well thank you very much i appreciate it man it was a good time yeah it's and fun. uh always a pleasure Skyguard, as well thank you thank you we'll see you all next week uh, that was a long one an hour and a half check off <laughs> that's not bad our longest episode is almost three hours. Oh my gosh. What was that on? I don't know. I have to look back. Oh, I completely forgot to mention we hit a thousand listeners for one of our episodes. Oh, oh really? Yeah. That's awesome. That's newsworthy. Yeah, it was a week and a half ago. What episode was oh, that? Uh, the episode is. Hang on, I'll tell you which one it is. I think it's New Year, New PTU, so the first one of the New Year. This one reminds me, this song reminds me of, uh, uh, Firefly? Firefly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, it's New Year, New PTU, has a thousand and four plays. Wow. Cool. And then we have multiple at over 900 now, so, good stuff. Neat. All right. It's still going.